0: Rebel Love Podcast. Where each week I'll bring you a new episode exploring love, sex, relationships, and money. Join me as together we question, explore, and strive to understand. Well hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Rebel Love Podcast. Today my guest is Carleen Costa, a clinical sexologist and registered psychotherapist. Carleen is a best-selling author of Love, The Women's Guide to Not fucking settling. She's a cannabis advocate and CEO of the Everyday Goddess Life Design Community. She teaches women and men how to love with confidence through radical self-love and sacred science therapies. Welcome,
1: Carleen. Hi. Hey, goddess. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks
0: so much for being here. (laughs) Thank you. So before we get started, I'd love it if you could share a little bit about your journey and how you Got to where you are today, but before we move on to that, I know that we today we're going to talk about the women's guide to not fucking settling. Yeah, yeah. And I want, yeah, when you talk about your journey, if you could go over a little bit about how you got to that, like if is that in the journey. So that's what I just want to to prompt, I
1: guess. Yeah. How did I get to becoming a woman who stopped fucking settling? Right. <laughs> how does that happen? Well, I uh, I got frustrated with myself, and I had a really big some really big conversations. I was real with myself. I uh, you know, it all started. I was actually an undergrad, and I was gonna go to law school. I was like, I'm gonna be a lawyer. I'm like, I knew I was a human that wanted to change the world. I knew I was a human that wanted to work with other humans uh, in some sort of service to human humanity capacity. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna be a lawyer. Like that sounds really, really great. And then I just remember, one day I woke up, I was like about to go and like buy the LSAT books, like go get ready. Like, this is what we're doing. And I woke up like in like a cold sweat in the middle of the night and just like, it was <gasps> like big, deep breath. And was like, this is not my life. Like, I remember just shouting it and being like, wait, whoa, what is going on here? And uh, it was that moment that I was like, I've actually been holding a lot of anxiety about this and, and not having a real conversation with myself about as to what my motivation is for going into this life right and is that the life that I do see myself happy in right and so i had a real conversation with myself i looked at my strengths i looked at my weaknesses i just kind of reevaluated and recognized hey no i actually want to be a therapist of some kind i want to work with people i want to hear people's stories i want to hold space i want to support people in that way i want to heal their hearts And then I decided, okay, well, if I'm going to be a psychotherapist, what is the most fun though that I can have for the rest of my life being a psychotherapist? So I was like, let's throw on being a clinical sexologist. Let's talk about sex. You're really good at it. Your (laughs) friends talk to you about it all the time, right? I'm that friend. I'm that friend. You know, everybody has that friend that you go when in the middle of the night, home from the bar, you've done too many shots. You've made out with the wrong person at the bar and you need to eat, you know, some street meat with somebody on the front steps on the porch and cry your face off. And I'm that friend. I'm the friend that you do those things with. Nice. uh, Yeah. yeah, It just seemed to make sense. And it just kind of slipped into it. (laughs) Right. And what about the, what about the
0: settling part? How did you like, how did you, so you wrote this book. And yeah. how did you do it how yourself? How did I get to the
1: book though? Yeah, yeah. How did I get to the book? Well, I got to the book because I got my heart torn out of me. I got my heart fucking torn out of me actually and Ugh. thrown onto my kitchen floor. And I sat there after being in the relationship, you know, every, many of us have that relationship, that big relationship will really test us. Is this the life that I want? Is this where I want to go? Right. Is this, the one that i see myself really growing with and becoming who i want to become and that after seven years you know i had we had the house we had the dog i invested all of these thoughts on it. went off birth control was thinking about the whole thing you know what i mean i'm like okay here we go maybe this is the thing and then we just had one big fight and that saw myself in the mirror i just remember we were in the argument. I looked at myself in uh, the screen of my computer. My screen had gone black and I saw myself, my face in the screen of my computer and was like, never, uh, this is not the person I want to be. So I ended that relationship. And from that moment on, the moment that I was sitting on the kitchen floor by myself, uh, I had a bottle of wine in one side of me, a dog that I had just like taken in to rest. I just rescued a dog because I needed so desperately to love something and a big fat joint and a box of tissues. And I'm sitting on my kitchen floor. And it was that moment that I looked around and was like, okay, I'm never fucking doing this again. And I'm never fucking settling for someone else to write my story. Because that's what I did until, up until now. And that's why I'm here. Is that I allowed everybody else to write my story. And I had fucking enough of it. So from that moment on, and I remember it still so vividly. Even like, you know, it's been, oh, goddess. Man, it's almost 10 years. No, eight years. Eight years. Wow. And I remember that moment so vividly. I was like, this is not, this is not my life. And I'm going to be the author of my story. Now I'm going to be active in this life. They say you can do whatever you want. They say you can manifest and attract whatever you want, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going.
0: I love that your realization was, this is not the person I want to be. Mm -hmm. I've had that realization before too.
1: We have to, I think, I think everyone needs to ask themselves that if you're not And that's what I I feel is what people refer to as when they say people are asleep, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Is when you don't ask yourself that, but like, and have the guts to ask yourself that because it takes a fuck ton of courage to ask yourself that honestly, right? And look at yourself in the mirror and be like, is this the person I really want to be? Is this how I see the limitations of my life, right? Limiting beliefs limiting beliefs and getting through limiting beliefs is what it looks like to not fucking settle. And that's what I decided in that moment. So I wrote this book because I wanted, I know that the moment, that moment that I had is a moment that many women have had. You've had it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've been with men who've wanted to be with me and I'm like, this is not the life I choose. This is definitely not the life I choose and it won't work. Like maybe it'll work for a little bit, but I know it won't work. And so I, I don't want to put you through that. And I don't want to put me through that because if I know that now, then I, you know, and I think a lot of people know that, but then they ignore it. They're like, no, no, it'll get better. Or I'll change him or, you know, I can change or, and it's like, no, no. I mean, maybe you can, I'm not saying that it's impossible, it's Absolutely. just how likely is it, <laughs> you know, is this just yeah. another lie to
1: ourselves? <laughs> well, you don't change people. People choose to change. Mm-hmm. Right? You can support people. You can be part of the enriching environment. You can help nurture the change, mm-hmm. but you, you can never change people. People choose whether they change. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of the key piece there. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, so, so let's talk about this then because,
0: I know that often fear plays plays a really major role in why people settle. So, mm-hmm. do you have any advice on like how we can navigate these fears from from allowing us to make choices that ultimately don't serve us?
1: Okay. How can we how how do you face your fears, right? How do you look at yourself in the mirror and say and have those conversations? Well, first of all, it's it's acknowledging. So, it's an acknowledgement. And saying out, or even even just quietly acknowledging, so you don't have to say that loud, but just even quietly acknowledging in your heart and saying, hey, I hear you. When you When I'm hearing you say, this is not my life. This is not what I choose. I'm not choosing this. And if anybody out there is listening right now and they know that that tiny little voice is going off in their heart, that's the, that's the, your Jiminy cricket. I like to call, right. That's your, that's that gut feeling. That's a part of you that wants to be heard. Right. And I think having these conversations is one of the first way that people can start to acknowledge this. Right. So first of all, let let us, you and I, we're talking about this, right. We're te- telling people that it is okay. And it is safe to acknowledge that tiny voice and to actually hear it get louder. Secondly, if you are a person out there right now, I want you to know that it is safe. And I want you to know that if you just look at yourself, just look, just look at yourself inside yourself and just hear what your heart has to say. It has a lot, a lot of beautiful love and a big message that it wants to tell you. And it is safe to trust yourself. It is safe to To value yourself and to trust that what you say matters and means something, because there's so many people out there that don't, and they question, and then they hide. And the problem is, is that fear is closely related to arousal. It actually comes from the same part of our brains, which is really interesting. That is really so. Interesting. It is, yeah. So it is easy for us to, uh, to, dis- to, to, sorry, to confuse the two. So we really have to think and, and feel our hearts, but use our minds and our ability to discern, right. And do the things like go on Instagram and find like red flag checklist memes. you know what I mean? Start like You know, if you want, if there's a place for you to start, maybe start taking some of those Cosmo quizzes and just like, but honest to goddess, you know, uh, get out there and just why don't just you know measure, take a moment to measure your life and your relationship. There's a lot of really great resources out there. That's true. And see, right? If because if you are good where you are at, then you will find all you'll find is just motivation for growth. Right? All you'll find is just is just okay. How can I just do this better? Mm-hmm. But if you go out there and you see and you start to learn, wait a second, and you start to allow yourself to hear the, your heart voice, right, and face yourself, face your fears, face your voice, hear it. I know, I mean, these conversations are just really important, Talia, I think, you know, these conversations and just hold and just saying, you know what, it's okay for you to trust yourself.
0: Yes, thank you for saying that. I think that's a really, really important thing. Yeah. It's kind of like, I think often, maybe, maybe not for other people, but I know in the past I've certainly kind of put more weight in other people's opinions than mine. And then I remember one day I was like, hang on a second. Why am I trusting them more than I (laughs) trust myself? Like that doesn't even make sense because we have totally different values. We live totally different lives. Like, why do I care what they think? And then I remember making a decision. Well, that's it. I'm just, I'm going to, like you said, I'm going to be the, the master of my own destiny. I'm going to steer my own ship yes. because that's what works for me. I know what works for me. And it's okay to have difference of opinions and different lives. And that's great that you are steering your ship because I'm going to steer mine.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. You had your own kitchen mat, floor mat moment.
0: Yeah. I've had a few little moments like that where you're just like, hang on a second. And also like, like moments, I think... They, they unfold in your life. You know, when you're like the first time you realize that your parents aren't God and you realize yes. that, or like, I remember, th- I remember the first time I remember thinking I disagreed with my mother. She said, cause I just always just take what she said as the truth. Right. And yeah. then I remember the day I was like, well, hang on, actually, I don't agree with that. And I was like, I was like, wow. In my head, I was like, wow, I disagree with that. And I was like, well, it's okay to disagree with it. I mean, my mother's amazing. So she doesn't, she was never controlling or anything like that. She never had any of that stuff, but you know, so she would. You know, she'd welcome. Okay, let's let's talk about it. <laughs> Her answer is, mm-hmm. "Let's talk about it." <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Of course, it, it's great. You know, and I, but I just remember that feeling, and I was like, "Wow, it's like another identity moment," where you're like, you know, you're separate from your family. This must have. I can't remember what age I was, but I must have been youngish because I've that had a lot of opinions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Same. Yeah. Same. Absolutely. That is such a big, like a uh, life development moment when you, you become, you, you really start to nurture your independence from yeah. your family and from your parents and what that means and what that looks like for you. And when you recognize that your parents are just like people, right. And, yeah. and everybody can make mistakes and right. not everybody, you know, all of that no. stuff. That is such a huge Moment, and if you haven't had that moment yet, you need to have that moment. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's. I guess
0: it's, it's similar with with partners. The problem with putting someone on a pedestal is oh, like, yes. thinking that they're always right or that they are they know better than you, right? And that's where the de- danger. That's what I was looking for. That's where the danger is of putting somebody on a, tre- a pedestal. I was about to say treadmill then. <laughs> on a pedestal, <laughs> and you know, and really thinking, oh, well, cause when they're up there, they know everything and that's not, you know, I, I don't know that a relationship can thrive in that environment. I think that it's very wonky.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It can't like, here's the thing though. It can thrive if you lie to yourself that you're happy or some people, I mean, some people want to, some people it's in them to worship, right? So not. Sorry, worshiping is different than exaltation on a pedestal. It's it's totally different, right? Because worshiping, you can you can worship another person, and it, it can be totally beautiful and vulnerable and very sexy and very. It's about equal exchange and you know that type of thing. But when you're putting people on a pedestal, what you're doing is saying your needs are above mine, your mm. needs are better than mine, your needs are more important than mine,
0: mm. mm-hmm.
1: right? And which means I get received less. I deserve less. I am not as worthy. And, and there's a difference there, right? I think, I think we need to discern that big difference mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. is not the dynamics when you meet someone and this ties back into the fear we were talking about. I think sometimes if you've been like alone for a while and you want a relationship, that's something that you're actually seeking out, then there can be that I guess that time that you may feel like, you, you know, this is my only option or you, or you kind of fall into it again out of fear instead of really going, hang yeah. on, is stopping and going, is this, is this what I choose? Is this really the best thing for me? And, and, and I love that your book's called, uh, you know, Women's Guide to Not Fucking Settling, because I've always said that I'd rather be alone than settle. I just really would. I mean, I love, you know, I've got a, I've got a great life. <laughs> so I'm not complaining. Like I want someone who's going to come in and compliment that. And we're going to have, you know, this lovely bubble. And, and it's interesting now that I'm actually dating because <laughs> I'm realizing I'm so used to being alone that it's like, oh man, I, you know, there's so much I have to learn, like to compromise and people do things differently. And I'm so used to doing things the way I like them. And it's not always going to be
1: that way. So I'm like, oh. It's totally challenging, isn't it? It's like such a challenge to the ego. You're like, oh, oh, wait, people do things differently than me. People, and maybe it's a little better. You know what I mean? Or like, or like, even if it's not, does it matter? Yes. Right? Like it's, yes. And, and that, like,
0: oof, that humbling. Letting it go. Cause you're like, hang on. Yeah. What are we, you know, what's happening here? Are we having, are we having a fight about this? Are we having a discussion or does it even matter? Is it important? you know, one of the, one of the best things I learned in behavioral therapy was uh, pick your battles, pick your battles. It was related to, to children and, you know, therapy, but it's so true with anything in any relationship. It's like, pick your battles. Is this really something that you need to have a big, long, you know, discussion about? Absolutely.
1: Well, I'd like, I mean, well, and, and, you know, it's, you become better at picking your battles when you become better at valuing yourself and valuing who you are, right? When, because when as a person myself who values myself very much, right, that also means then that I also know that I only have a limited amount of time. And the energy that I expend in that time is my choice. And time is qu- incredibly valuable, if not one of the most valuable things in the world and definitely in my life. I mean, I'm a psychotherapist. I build by the hour, you know, time uh, runs uh, runs my life, right? So I value my time. So I value how I expend my energy. So picking my battles and allowing myself to actively communicate with people, actively listen, right? Actively hold space for what is what is important here, and what am I choosing? It always comes back to what am I choosing? And you know, that's what motivates me to like stop sometimes take a breath because mm, yeah, <laughs> I, be I can be high- quite hot headed. I can be quite hot tempered. Right. I'm like, yeah. Passionate sex doctor, you know, that's what yeah. happens. <laughs> that's <right. laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but honoring, you know, the, the, the taking the breath and the, in the picking of your battles and, and saying I can be better or what am I choosing? Taking a breath and saying, what am I choosing
0: here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I think, um, that certainly addresses the question of like the fear thing, like can't stop stopping going. What am I choosing? But what about if we're already in a relationship, okay. and and how can we kind of tell that we're settling in our relationship? So what if we like skip the step of stopping, <laughs> and now we're like in <laughs> something, and we're like, oh man, you know, am I settling? Like, what questions can we ask ourselves to identify that?
1: Okay, all right, so. How can you tell if you're, if you are settling? First thing is first is do you wake up excited for your day? Most people or generally speaking, people who are not settling wake up. When I wake up in the morning, I am happy to be awake. I'm excited about what my day is going to bring me. I am like motivated. I am in my flow, in my alignment. Things feel beautiful, right? And exciting to me. Not every single day, but most of the time, right? Uh, So that's, that's the first question that I would ask, right? Is do are you excited to be able to, to wake up and be part of your life? Mm-hmm. Secondly is do you feel like you are actively contributing to your life? Meaning are you actually actively making the choices or are you just like part of some whirlwind that like you have absolutely no contributing, you're actively contributing energy to? Uh, So, and then thirdly, when we're looking at the idea of, am I settling is, do I feel happy, healthy, wealthy in my life, right? Do I feel turned on? One of the things that I look at that a lot of my patients and what will happen with my patients is that they'll come to me and they'll say, Carlin, they'll say, I have no sex drive, or Carl, we, I haven't had sex with my partner in a really long time. Carl, my libido is gone. And then what I'll say to them is, well, did you ever have it? They'll be like, yeah, like it was great. It was wonderful. It was, it was vibrant. And then I'll say, okay, so then what happened? And they'll be like, I don't know. Just like all of a sudden one day it happened. So then I'll go through and be like, okay, so tell me about your life. Do you feel happy and settled about your life? Do you feel like you are actively contributing to your life? Do you feel like there is a growth mindset, you know, surrounding your life? And then as you know, you start to discuss, you start to peel back the layers. We start to recognize, okay, wait a second. There's something that is off here because that is one of the things that people highly underestimate is that once we get to the point where you're no longer, you know, your libido is a little bit off, your desire is a little bit off, your arousal is off, but it used to exist. That is actually, that's just a symptom. That is never the problem. The problem is never, I don't want to have sex anymore. The problem is never, I'm not turned on anymore. That is the symptom. The problem is you're not happy about your situation, about your life, about your choices or about your, mostly about your personal power in your life and how it is showing up for you Mm -hmm. and how you, because of how you are showing up for it.
0: Right. So, what do we do when we when we discover that and find ourselves in that situation? That's this is the this is the golden golden question.
1: You get an amazing therapist like me, <laughs> and we walk through the steps as to how to properly transform your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest with you, I mean, I think that's actually a a really valid response. Most mainly because when we're about to embark on a, on a transformation of our lives, especially if it is something like ending a long-term relationship, yeah, like right? please don't try to do it all on your own. You definitely have to do a lot of it on your own. There's a lot of like soul searching and deep emotional work. Um, you will uh, begin to you know, understand your emotional resilience as well as your emotional endurance. Right. Um, I really like talking about emotional endurance right now, but, uh, and um, you know you you are going to have to do a lot of work on your own, but please always remember to that you do have people around you, and that you don't have to do it all on your own, and that there are wonderful healers and services, um, and therapists, and friends, and family who do want to support you, right? Uh, I think that is the first step: bringing in your trusted community, telling somebody, "Hey, I'm not happy." Help me do this. Don't expect to see the, the path clear before you, because you're kind of, you know, you're back here and you're you're trying your best not to fumble fuck your way through it. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and just and get through. So bring your people in. Bring someone in mm-hmm. when you are about to transform your life and recognize that it is going to be a journey that transformation, and it's going to be beautiful, but it's going to be hard. But it is going to be so beautiful mm.
0: yeah as humans we really avoid change don't we that's why mm-hmm. we said that we get so stuck in this like comfortable mm. corner it's and then we're yeah then we don't want to move
1: yeah I mean and for some people that's okay for some people that's okay that's you are happy with that life and you know what that's amazing if you are happy then that's amazing but some of us you know some of us hear a little a different voice in our in our hearts and we have to start actually l- allowing ourselves to listen to it, mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. shutting the door to it all the time.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like some people, they're okay staying in that comfortable space and really never venturing out of that space. And, and, and I, I think I heard I think it was Tony Robbins who said like when they're, and some people, I guess like, like you and I, cause I, I mean, I would, yeah, it's painful for me to move out of that corner, but I, I'd have to get out of the corner. Yeah. I just couldn't stay. They got it. So, and I think he he said, um, you know, when the the pain of staying the same is more is greater than the pain of the change, mm-hmm. then you'll make that transition. Because I was exactly. like, I cannot. Like the pain of thinking that I'm going to be trapped in this forever scares the crap out of me way more than actually doing what it takes to either change the situation by participating more, like you said, actively participating more. Which I think, by Absolutely. the way, you know, we were just talking. Um, off camera about taking responsibility. And I think, and being accountable for your own behavior, because here's the thing too, you're like 50% of the relationship. So maybe you settled, but you still got yourself there. So it's like, you can't, you know, the blame game doesn't, it doesn't serve anyone. I think
1: it's not cute. Right. It's not cute. Right. You know what a responsible, what a healthy relationship is, is when you are accountable to it as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. People, sometimes people suck. Yes. Sometimes people make mistakes. Yes, all of these things. Yes. And mm-hmm. yeah. if you are going to actually heal from something and move forward and not make the same mistake again, not continue the pattern again, right? Partner after partner after partner, then you need to start being accountable for how you show up in relationships, how your energy contributes to relationships and how and, uh, and who you want to be, right? What are you choosing?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, in in our initial conversation as well, I mentioned, you know, I I think I said something about, I think I said I'd rather, you know, know, I said I'd rather um, be alone than settle. And I said, I think, you know, my my standards are quite high. I mentioned something about having high standards. And you Mm -hmm. said, actually, you've just got well-adjusted standards. Yes,
1: (laughs) it's so funny when people say they're like, "Oh, your standards are too high," right? And that's like, I just think that's just such bullshit because that's just a way that that's just like a backhanded compliment, in my opinion, right? When people say that, it's like, "Oh, well, your standards are too high." It's like, yeah, no, it's like this is the life I'm creating. Actually, my standards are right where they need to be, right? Because that is how I value myself, and that is what I work for every single day to achieve and to show up, like you know what I Right. Totally.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've had people say to me, "Talia, you're just too fussy. And I'm like, well, you know what? <laughs> I would rather be way fussy with the person I'm going to spend my life with <laughs> than not be too fussy. Cause they're like, you know, cause I've been single for quite a while and, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, sure. I'd like to find someone, but I want the right person too. I don't just want, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to settle like, like we talked about. So it's like, yeah. of yeah. course I'm going to have, like you say well adjusted standards because i know what i want and if it yeah. if you don't fit into that then that's okay i'll right? find somebody who does
1: and do you know what you want right do you know like who what is your ideal relationship who what is your ideal partner how do they show up for you mm-hmm. and are you ready to show up in that way for them as yes. well because yes because remember that partnerships and relationships are mirrors so mm-hmm. how you show up right meant very often is going to be mirrored back to you and to trigger something in, in, uh, in that relationship.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's interesting, isn't it? Something that, that uh,
0: you know, I have found that many people do see high standards as a problem and some people even point out, yeah, it, it being the reason why we're not attracting our partner. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that's really interesting because I'm like, huh? Hmm, okay.
1: But, yeah, but, like, I think there's a difference between high, like, I think there's a big difference between, like, high standards and whatever that is and what that means in the way that people are thinking, you know, outrageous standards. Like, if you, I don't think that there's anything wrong in claiming what you want, Mm -hmm. right? And, And I think... If you are having, uh, you know, if you are really investing in your self-awareness and having real conversations with yourself and being like, this is what I want. However, this is also what I achieve. This is also, you know, how I'm showing up for it. You know, well-adjusted standards. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I
0: love that you keep coming back to, okay, so how am I showing up for this? I'm saying this is what I want, but what's my behavior? What am I bringing to the table? I think that's really, really great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's the law of attraction, Mm. right? Like it's, here's the thing. Words are spells and the law of attraction is real. Those are just facts I live by. You Mm -hmm. know why I say that because as a psychotherapist, all I do every day is hear people talk to me, Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm and talk at me. Right. Mm -hmm. And the way we speak is the, what we believe. And if we believe it, then that is what we receive. And that is what we see around us. So if you think everything is shit, well, then you're only going to get shit. right? If you think you're bad luck, then you're only going to fall into bad luck. Right? Yeah. You keep attracting. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, because you will attract it. You, That's just what will happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to have a friend like that. He was always angry. He was a real cranky pants all the time. Yeah. And he would always find himself in these like really crap situations. And I was like, dude, like, how can you not see that you're like totally attracting this? And I mean, I'm not saying like every single bad thing that's ever happened to you is your fault. No, no. that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that like, there's, there's some, does seem to be some correlation <laughs> between absolutely like what's happening around you and your attitude. Like, you know. Is that not yeah. something that you're saying? angry
1: attracts angry? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, are you like, here's the thing, look around you right now. If you think, you know, your world, if you think that the people around you are really angry, right. If you look at the the primary four people surrounding you right now, think about what you feel when you're with them. Think about how they make you feel. Now see that being reflected back to you because quite often, that means that you are probably also an, the angry person or you're the you also may be contributing to some of the laziness or that you are also maybe not stepping up and communicating.
0: Yeah, that's a huge one.
1: If you find that people aren't talking to you, well how are you holding space and are you talking to people as well?
0: Yeah, isn't it isn't it crazy when you have those like we were just talking about the realizations like with my mom realizing that I disagree with her and other times when I've realized like oh my gosh, like I totally behave in this way and I didn't realize it. I did not realize that I was a, you know, like, I mean, what's was a good example? Um, like, like for example, I remember there was a time, I can't remember exactly what was happening, but I was like, I thought I was communicating this really clearly. Actually, I think it was, it was to one of um, my staff members and I was like, she only knows what I tell her. So I was like, in terms of this particular scenario. So I was like, okay, yeah. she's not getting it. So it's my fault. I'm not communicating yes. to her. And I thought I was, but obviously yes. I wasn't. So I was like, okay, Talia, rein it back. Like what, what does she need to know in a more clear way? How can you say it in a more clear way? And I was saying to myself, like, if you can't say it in a more clear way, then you need to figure it out. <laughs> you
1: need to well, figure it out. Well, how you figure it out is, is stop looking at how, uh, is a little bit less of looking. It's a mix right? it's a mix of looking at how are you communicating it? And how do people understand Receive you as it. well? Mm-hmm. Right? So not everybody learns the same way. Yeah. Not everybody communicates the same way. That's why there's love languages, you know? Yeah. That's why there's, there's different modes of, you know, ways to communicate. So there, there's something to be said for, are you communicating clearly? But are you allowing people to hear you as well? Like, are you communicating in a way that people can hear you? Right? Are you speaking their language?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So active communication requires checking in and saying, "Hey, you know, what are you hearing? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Uh, what are you receiving from from me right now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really clear. That's right? really what clear. What
1: does this mean to you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because this is what it means to me.
0: So, so talking about checking in, actually, here's a question for you:
1: How do we know okay. that
0: we're actually settling? And not avoiding intimate relationships, because here's the thing: like, oh, yeah, okay. I know a lot of people who are a little bit commitment phobe. <laughs> I have a friend of mine; she's so amazing. She doesn't even have Wi-Fi at her place, and I'm like, how can you not have Wi-Fi? Like, that's and she goes, I just oh. use my phone, and I'm like, hang on a second. How long have you been in your place for? <laughs> and she goes, she's like five years. She goes, I don't want to commit to Wi-Fi. <laughs> I was like, mm, okay.
1: <laughs> and then oh. she, goes,
0: and then someone said to her, you know, you can take it with you and you leave. And she's like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. But I was like, I was like, okay. <laughs> and we often joke about how like there's a little bit of commitment phobe there, right? And how do we know <laughs> that we're not commitment phobes, or or that we're like, you know, that we don't. I don't know this settling thing. So, how do you know we're actually settling and not avoiding? Like, if, you know, I don't know if that question
1: is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. Yeah. How do you? How do you know that you're? Yeah. How do you know that you're not? Uh, kind of pulling the wool over your own eyes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. How, like.
0: How, yeah. The checking in. How do we know we're telling the truth to ourselves?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think. I mean. I think that's why I I do really reiterate the importance of bringing in your community and recognizing that healing and understanding who you are has a lot of definitely a lot of self-reflective work, but I think it's really important to bring in other tools around you, right? And, uh, And other tools and to learn about yourself from various perspectives, right? So working with a therapist, working with a Reiki healer, I don't know, working with a fitness coach, working with um, a business coach working with you know different people. I think that is how we start to check ourselves because when you can bring in other people, um, when you can build that community around you, right? People, it, it will become revealed. You know what I mean? Like when people, yeah. people will call you out on your shit. It's inevitable that if you, uh, you know, you expand your community, you build your village. People will call you out on, you know, where you're tossing your shit in that village, right? Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is actually a really big uh, recognition. So if you find that you are just, you know, by yourself a lot, and that's actually not fair to say, but I mean, if you want to to be in a relationship and you haven't been in a long time and you're kind of in that place of like, well, why? Why haven't I been in a relationship a long time? Or if you're in a relationship and you're saying, to yourself, I've been in this a long time. Is this where I want to be? And where, you know, is this, is this my max potential? Right. I think that's when we start to recognize, are we settling or are we uh, just kind of holding space for ourselves until what makes, you know, what is in our alignment and our flow to come forth, right. For us to receive. So I think a big question is to ask yourself, are you achieving your maximum potential? Do you feel, you know, uh, turned on by your own life? And if the answer is no, then you need to start seeking some of that support. You need to start seeking your tribe, your community. You need to start doing that work and, and you know, and nurture that growth, nurture that growth, that, that things, you okay? right? If you are keeping yourself from the rest of the world, then that's your choice. That right. is your, that is you. So you're not at that point, you're not settling that at that point, you're lying to yourself. Right? Yeah.
0: I, I think that, yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at. Like people saying, well, I just don't want to settle, but actually I'm not being honest with myself and maybe i am got a problem with commitment, but I'm. I'm yeah. kind of saying, well, I don't want to settle. I don't want to settle. And, and I think, you know, like you said, does that inquiry into ourselves and the constant, yeah. the constant inquiry too. Like it doesn't the stop.
1: Mm. Yeah. And, not, and to not be afraid, right? I mean, it is, it can be, I mean, I think it takes a lot of courage to, to look at yourself in the mirror, right? I think it takes a lot of courage and to ask yourself these hard questions mm-hmm. and to really step up for your life. It's easy to show up for other people. Sorry, it's not I mean it's not easy, but it is much more comfortable for many people to show up for others before it is to show up for themselves. Yeah. I knew what you meant by saying easy in that Thank context. You. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't want to say I want people to get mad at me. I'm like, no, it's not actually easy. No, to get I, mad I knew me, what but. you meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. It is much more comfortable. And yeah. It's yeah, it's much more comfortable to stand up for somebody else than to stand up for yourself or to put in the work. And it's interesting as well. I just want to point out for those of you, because I know that sometimes not everyone's in the financial position where they can afford coaches. And I'm a huge advocate for coaches and therapists because I've gotten so much out of them. But I have that I don't have to pay for. I have my um. I call them my panel of advisors, which is basically yeah. just trusted people in my life. Like well, like my best friends are my panel of advisors. My mother is, and maybe yours might be, or they might not be. I hope your best friend is because otherwise they wouldn't be yeah. your best friend. <laughs> but then it's like, um, you know, like you just go to them and you and you have those serious conversations with them, like you said, and they can call you out and reflect back. And sometimes, here's the thing too, sometimes it's not always right. Like it's not always like, oh, well, she said this, so that's the way it is. It's like what they're reflecting back to you and then let it settle, sit within you and go, hang on, how's that feeling for me? How's that feeling? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. my best friend will say things. I mean, it doesn't happen very often, but when she does, and sometimes it'll sting a little bit, and it'll be like, "Oof!" And I'll be like, "Hang on, why is that? Is that bothering me?" Number one, and if it is, why is it bothering
1: me? Is there some truth to it? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Why is that bothering me? And is an because there is some truth to it. That's why it's bothering you. Yeah. There is some truth to it. Right. Triggers are triggers are our biggest teachers. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So if if things trigger you, if you are having a response to to something, right, that means that there is something there for you, about you to uncover. There's some work there for you to do. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Whether that's a person, whether that's an emotion, whether that's an idea, whether that's an ideology even, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right. Triggers are our biggest teachers. So how are we holding space for that? Um, and for the work and being accountable to ourselves for the work that we still may or may not have to do. Mm -hmm. If you're asking yourself, am I settled?" Like if, if you're in the position where you're like, am I lying to myself or am I settling right right now? Right. I think more often than not, the answer to that, if you're like, no, I'm not lying to myself. Right. Uh, You probably are. (laughs) You probably know, (laughs) Right? right.
0: Yeah. Cause you're kind of got that inkling to ask the question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's time. It is time to seek inspiration. It is time to seek change.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, Carleen, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And before we wrap up, I just wanted to see if you could tell us a little bit about your everyday goddess program.
1: Yes. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so you can definitely hang out with me on my website, carlenkosta.com and jo- sign up for the goddess program which is an eight-week program uh, where I work through you from a trans transformative and therapeutic perspective to heal your life into the goddess that you want to be and embrace everything for that for that she is. Or you can join me in the Sex for Breakfast Club, which is a community of women, and we talk about sex and pleasure and heal our lives in a variety of different ways as well. But just hang out with me on my Instagram at Carlin.costa or on my website at CarlinCosta.com. Awesome,
0: sex or breakfast? I love that. <laughs> right, so you, Because
1: orgasms, because like orgasms are like more effective than coffee or apples.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I know. you feel so
1: good. <laughs> so true. Right? So true.
0: You just and feel I just so refreshed. He's every... like, oh yeah. my gosh.
1: Yeah. Like I just want, I just want everybody to have orgasms. Really, that's like my life mission. Actually, I didn't, I didn't tell you. I, I do have a campaign called the One Million Orgasm Campaign. And I just, and I have like this ticker on my website and you can go on and every day that you have an orgasm, you just like put it in. Like you just put in, I had an orgasm today. And I just want like to calculate and see all these orgasms because it brings me so much joy that people are connecting with their pleasure because pleasure is power. And that's what the Everyday Goddess brand is all about.
0: Oh, awesome. That is so so awesome. I'm definitely going to go and update that for mine. (laughs) That's (laughs) great. Where you can find all the links mentioned in this episode and links to Carleen's website at rebellove.com forward slash EP20. Again, that's rebellove.com forward slash EP20. Thank you again, Carleen, your legend and have a lovely 2021.
1: Thank you. Happy
0: 2021. <laughs> for listening to the rebel Love podcast the podcast about love sex relationships and money if you like this episode please support us by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform and find all the details of this episode and more at rebelove.com forward slash podcast